Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek, and that's Brandon. We're Hindsight. Yeah. Brandon, how you doing? Uh, I'm a good. You're a good? I'm a good, too. I don't know what that means. I was, I was going to play off it into a joke, and I realized I was really nowhere to go. So, with that said, <clears throat> with what said? Yeah, you know, with that joke that didn't happen said, I went into the cha chong chong cha chong cha chong chong cha chong Kenny Omega's favorite song, apparently. I don't know why Terminator. I don't know why somebody would want to be the Terminator. I don't. <laughs> Cause that dude was ugly. Um, we are discussing the Terminator 1984, the original. Um, probably the second best out of the entire series. Some would say the best. Brandon, this is your month. Uh, so you must love this movie. When was the first time you saw it? I don't love the movie. I just find I just wanted to I saw this movie in the 90s. I just wanted to do a fucked up timeline series of movies. I wanted all the movies in the month to be connected. And I read, because I've only seen the first two. So I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've only seen Terminator and Terminator 2. So I read that the timeline is fucked up. Oh, my God. It starts off fucked up, Brandon. And so I said, oh, all right, let's do that. And I liked the first two movies, so... Even if the timeline is fucked up, the movies can't be that bad, even if this timeline is fucked up. Yeah. So the we'll movies, see. the first two movies are unimpeachable. Like they are both bona fide classics. Unfortunately, you're making us movie. watch them in order. So the third one, it's where it gets like kind of rocky. Well, here's the thing the people, especially the black lieutenant, is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And they try to explain the way the unexplainable. See, if you tell me I you come from the future, I'm gonna think you're fucking insane too. Yeah. Until I start to see shit that don't make sense, and then I'll be like, oh, maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe this fucking guy who crashed into the fucking wall and got up and walked away and then bust into my fucking uh police station and ran through eight thousand bullets. Maybe he is a cyborg. At the point where there's only somehow three Sarah Connors in the entire county of L.A., um, and two of them are dead, and the guy says it's his job to protect the third one because he was sent back from the future, we're all on the same team. There's a serial killer who's killing, as far as the cops know, there's a serial killer who's killing Sarah Connors. There's this guy who said he was sent from the future to protect Sarah Connor. Let's all protect Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. But no. So this movie came out in 1984. I saw it in like 1985. Maybe 1984. Like I said, my parents did not, they were not the gatekeepers of what should and shouldn't be watched by a child. And I swear to you that up until I watched this movie this last time, I had it in my head that The Terminator was a horror movie. It's kind of a horror movie. It's really not. It's it's laughably not like Child's Play is more of a horror movie than the Terminator. He's scary. I thought he was scary, too. And then I watched it as an adult and I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> I bet if I watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space again, they wouldn't be scary either. It's just a wait, what sort of thing. Um, but the movie starts off in 2029 AD. There's only eight years left. <laughs> I mean, that's not that implausible. No, except, you know, the jump off happened back in 1991, allegedly. So, what? you know, we're safe. Yeah, be, or 1992. They said that the uh, war, the nuclear the nuclear war happened seven years from the movie, oh, which was in 1994. Okay. So we're safe. Um, but it starts off with skulls and ugly jet thingies and skulls and tanks running over skulls. Like there were just, there was no rest of the body. There were just skulls. And if they wanted us to know that humanity got their asses whooped, this was definitely the move because it was nothing but skulls and hunter killers. Um, and then the words come up in that old school 1984, what they think is sci-fi writing. <laughs> the machines rose from the ashes of the nuclear fire. Their war to exterminate mankind had raged for decades, but the final battle would not be fought in the future. It will be fought here in our present tonight. And the, the movie actually takes four days. No. Yes. All that happened in four days. It, it no, didn't happen in one night. She did not meet and fall in love with that nigga in in two days. It didn't happen in in a in a night. I know that much. So no, it didn't happen in a night. So I feel like it was. I feel like it had to be. It's by the been time one it got week. there, it, maybe I mean, you know, and she and at the end, at the end, on the tape that she recorded, she said the few hours we spent together. So. I know it was at least two days. It might be because, right. And we'll talk about it as we go through this timeline. But the one thing I do want to say initially is y'all can get mad at Marvel for their long-ass intro logo all y'all want. But at least they had the common courtesy to not make us sit through the credits at the very beginning of the movie That's before you actually thing. get to anything. That happened a lot in the 80s. I know, and I hate it. Like, I hate it now. I don't have the patience to sit through your five minutes of Paul V. Coven <laughs> presents, you know, the Terminator. Um, also, 1984 was an ugly ass year. As far Why? as just life as a whole, like that, that was just ugly. Why? Because Reagan won? I don't know. It just looked like dystopian without them even having to do anything. 84 was just ugly in L.A. I think 84 was uh, Watchmen, too. Makes sense. I, I would see. write that as a as a day that everything fell apart. Oh no, Watchmen was eighty six, two years later. But yeah, after we find out that we're now instead of being in twenty twenty nine, we're now back in nineteen eighty four. All of a sudden, there's a black guy, and I thought the black guy was going to die, but he doesn't. There's a lightning storm, and naked arm, and naked Arnold, and muscle butt, and they showed us Arnold's dick, Arnold's dick, and so these guys. I did guys, not know that. Me neither until I watched it this time, and I was like, oh. Arnold's been lifting weights. Huh. I did not know they were doing full frontals and action films in or a PG thirteen film. No, it's not PG thirteen. If this is R, then it's not. Yeah, because they said fuck like a whole bunch of times. Doesn't matter. You can't say that. You can only what's say the rating. Once. What What's the rating of of the Terminator? It's rated R. You can only say fuck once in a PG thirteen movie. Okay. So that gives it away, and if if that didn't give it away, a fucking man's penis in the middle of the in the first five minutes of the show should have given it away. 
Dingling King. So these guys who are probably wasteoids because this is 1984 are looking through a pay telescope and fighting over whose turn it is. And one of them looks at naked Arnold and says, hey, what's wrong with this picture? As Arnold walks up to him, dick swinging in the breeze. See, I'm of two minds here. I would be like, what the fuck's this naked man doing? And but also Arnold Schwarzenegger is a huge he's man. He's a big ass man. He's not a little dude who's butt naked. He's a, a slab of muscle who's butt naked and he's walking right towards me. So I'm gonna leave. It's yes. dark. It's so dark. It's dark there. in LA in 1984, and a naked ass muscle man is walking towards me. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> 80s movies make LA look so fucking shady. Yeah, between this and Escape from L.A., it looked real bad back then. If you don't feel, if the movie doesn't take place in Beverly Hills, the entire rest of L.A. just looks like shit. The entire rest of L.A. looks like Double Dragon. Yeah, like Double Dragon. That's an excellent point. So um, they sit there and they laugh at him and they say stupid stuff to him that he repeats back to them. And everybody's having a grand ass time until he stops repeating their shit and tells them to break themselves with their clothing and beats up slash murders them because he punched through one dude's chest. Yeah, he ripped his heart out. It was a heart punch. Right. Crush. <laughs> Just <laughs> Kona crush. Yeah, it was crush. Remember what his other thing was? He grabbed people by the face and picked them up and slammed them. Face Before slam. the heart punch, he would do the face slam where he will palm somebody's face and pick them up. I got in so much trouble for doing that. Um, another lightning storm happens later on, and another guy appears, a new challenger, and he's got scars, y'all, so be careful with your heart. This guy steals pants from a homeless man and takes off running. And the cops, and what will be a theme for the rest of this movie, pursue him. But he overtakes them and makes them tell him the date at gunpoint. And somewhere a calendar man from Batman is watching he thought of that shit first. He hides out in the clothing store and he finishes getting dressed. Um, like, seriously, he had time to try out shoe sizes and get a coat and everything. And But he gets away with their shotgun. And then we meet Sarah Connor, who's late for work. That's it. That's her whole intro. I'm late for work. She clocks in. Nobody gets no, mad. No, he went. You, you undersold that. He went through like a fucking maze in this mall to get away from these fucking cops, only to climb down the fire escape and land right behind a fucking cop car. Mm-hmm. And take their shotgun. Shit was. Why does a cop have a shotgun? Every cop has a shotgun in their car. That's what I took from movies. I've never seen a real life cop pull out a shotgun. I've never been inside a cop car where I don't think they have a shotgun. That seems like a very implausible weapon for a cop. Like, that's not very nimble. They have their pistol on their hip, but then they have what? a shotgun in the car. I wonder if that's true. I'm pretty sure. Cops want to kill people. So why not have an arsenal that, in the car? That's not the most efficient way to kill someone. No, it's not. But in the movies, it blows you back like seven. In fact... Feet. In fact, policing would be a whole lot better if cops had shotguns and not pistols. Okay, I'm going to need you to go ahead and expound on that one. Do you know how easy it is to use a pistol to kill someone? Yes. It's not that easy with a shotgun. I, I mean, allegedly, <laughs> Can yes. you imagine a cop just walking outside <laughs> with a big fucking three-foot shotgun like this? Like, no, like that would, it would take much more work. That's why they always say, that's like the argument 
not to get off on the well, I'm gonna get off the I don't give a fuck. That's the argument that they use with like um gun laws, and people say, Well, if you take away guns, people are just gonna find another way to kill you anyway. And I'm like, Yes, but like stabbing someone is very personal. You yeah. have to be committed to killing someone if you're gonna stab them to death. Yeah, because you have you to can, stab people like 42 times. You can shoot someone on impulse and don't even mean to do it. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time because the gun's in the house and you get angry, you get in an argument and you take the gun. Boom, it's done. Two seconds. Guns even, in the house. With, with, even with a shotgun, if you're if you're not making an impulsive shot with the shotgun, you got to take the shotgun. You got to put it over your shoulder. You got to rack it. You got to cock it. And then you got to shoot it like you got some seconds to think about what I'm about to do before I pull this trigger on someone. Whereas with a handgun, it's just like boom. Oh, I didn't think about it. Done. So I would love. I would. I support. If 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 the rules are you have to have these niggas with fucking guns, at least give them something that's going to take longer. Yeah, let's just you know, give them a bigger gun. It also doesn't have as many bullets. So you know that was the other thing with gun laws. It was like okay, we don't have to get rid of all guns, but you just let people have rifles. You're not having a mass shooting. With a fucking shotgun with six fucking bullets in it, or whatever the fuck that takes two seconds every time you gotta and shoot it. I don't know. I saw some shit in this movie. Arnold walked into a gun store well, and yes, walked out Arnold. of Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, a fucking cyborg could do that. Yes, I agree. That nigga walked into a gun store and walked out of an Arsenal, and then he shot the guy who was working at the counter so he wouldn't have to pay the bill, which was funny. <laughs> he didn't have to kill that man. He did not, but he also didn't want to pay the bill, which is why I never work at a gun shop. That's, you know, one reason why I never work at a gun shop. You would think the guy at the gun shop would be scrapped, but it wouldn't have helped him versus Arnold. So this nigga Arnold. No, what's his name? Arnold. No, what's his name in the movie? Arnold. No, that's not his name. What's his name? Rob Arnold. He's uh, a... T-100? T-100. This He's not important. even a T eight hundred. They called him a T one hundred. He's his name is Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name on IMBD. Terminator. He is a T one hundred and our cybernetic android built by Cyberdyne. But I call him Arnold because that's what he answers to. And so he looks up Sarah Connor's address and finds that there's three Sarah Connors in the yellow pages. I don't know. Who programmed him to go through the yellow pages? But good job. Mm-hmm. He basically goes to the first Sarah's name on the on the uh, yellow pages. He goes to her house, and when she answers the door, he murders her. There's something else I need to say here as well. People today, right, <laughs> are so worried about privacy and shit in 2021. Your whole address was in the yellow pages back then. <laughs> in a day you could just pull up on someone yeah the phone number your address everything and people used to let their kids do shit and and now we're in the world where it's just like you got like people used to let their kids i'm fuck i'm on tangents today people used to let their kids go outside stay outside all types of the night hang out and come home in today's world a lot of parents are like i can't let people do that when we have fucking cell phones apple watches you know exactly where your kids put gps in their book bag all that shit. And it's like, nope, I don't want you to go out today. 1984, go hang, go play. 
Come back. The difference is, and uh, Shanta and I were talking about this on the most recent episode of Single Simulcast. The difference is um, generational trauma. The generational trauma that you may have went through as a kid is what affects parents to not want to have that same generational trauma afflicted upon their children, which is what we ascertained was the reason why there are so many anti-vax people in the world, because they had a bad experience with a needle when they were a kid getting vaccinated. And so as they cried, their parents told them, don't cry, it's just a needle. And so they were like, you know what, when I grow up, I'm never going to make my kid get a shot. And you're laughing because you know motherfuckers who would say some shit like that. And so now you got people who are anti-vax and you got people who don't wash their ass. They're conserving water. They're not washing their ass, Brandon. Water conservation. They care about the environment. I'm ashamed of you denying climate change (laughs) because you want to take four showers a day and rub your skin off. I forget. It's white people. You, You stand for white folks. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> the good white folks the good whites um so there's three sarahs in la three sarah connors that's it and he's got two more to go if they had put five in here we would have needed a sequel for the first movie white people however what i found out in this movie is that as soon as a white person answers their phone the white person on the other end of the line won't even ask who it is back in the 80s. They just start talking dirty to him. I can't wait to rip your shirt off and feel on your nipple balls. Now, people do that today, too. I just not Well, you know what? ID. People don't do that today because we all we don't nobody has a fucking house phone. Exactly. But when There's I was no growing, element of surprise. When I was growing up, I definitely called someone and didn't thought there was them and it was their sister. I need to hear this story, Brandon, and I refuse to go forward in my notes until I do. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the time that you tried to phone sex your girlfriend and you accidentally reached your sister, Brandon, or this show's over. I didn't try to phone sex him. I was just talking like it was my girlfriend. <laughs> you were talking like it was your girlfriend and it was her sister. Give me the rest of the story. Right now. Then they said uh, <laughs> they started laughing and then gave the phone to my girlfriend. Just It happened just like Terminator. Oh. She didn't start laughing. She was like, Matt, you nasty. She did laugh. She said, it's the creep. It's the creep. He nasty. Then, but the difference is he went right back into his stick. As soon as as soon as soon Ginger really? got on the phone, he was like, where was I? <laughs> I'm going to rub your nipple balls with my titties. That's a level of commitment I did not have. Nor he, do I have. He wanted that life. He wanted her badly. You do what you have to do to play. I understand wholeheartedly. When I get to your house, I'm going to play with your nipple titty balls until you fall into my hands in ecstasy. So she was like, I'm going to the movies. Meanwhile, the second Sarah is also dead. Like the Terminator is very efficient because I know that they don't live on the same block. And he done went north side to south side and murdered two people just like that. And the cops are like, this is weird. Let's call her house. Not let's send a cop car over to her house to guard her house. Not let's send somebody to protect her. Let's call her. And then if she answers, we'll freak her out by saying someone's trying to murder you. Stay inside. Sarah leaves for the movies, um, almost certainly leaving Ginger to be murdered. And uh, the other guy who we later find out is Kyle Reese follows her. The cops 
try and call Sarah's house, but her roommate, Ginger, who does everything with her headphones on, it actually got weird to a point. She was putting on her makeup with headphones on and dancing spastically. And she's also, to the surprise of myself, she was fucking with headphones on. And I thought that was fucking incredible. Me too, because she still wasn't on beat. Well, you don't know. You don't know what she was on beat. I watched her. You don't know what she was listening to. They played it loud enough for everyone to hear what she was listening to. Oh, I don't remember that part. (laughs) So, uh, Sarah is at the bar and eating a whole pizza. Go, Sarah. It's your birthday. And she sees the murders on the news that they're both Sarah Connor. So she checks the yellow page and she sees that there's only three Sarah Connors in the book. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next. I laughed at this a couple times. Um, that may be true that there's three Sarah Connors in the book, but now there's only one Sarah Connor left in town and it's her. <laughs> and she leaves the restaurant and Kyle follows her. So she hides from him. And after Ginger gets done having sex with her headphones on, she bad rhythms her way across the apartment. And she gets startled by Sarah's lizard. While she's startled by Sarah's lizard. Is that a real lizard? Yeah, that was a real one. That was like an iguana. Um, While that's happening, Arnold comes in and Ginger's boyfriend, Matt, threatens to bust him up. But instead, he gets tossed around like a rag doll. And then Ginger just happens to see Arnold right before he shoots her in the back. And then shoots her in the head like six times. And just after this nigga thought he had killed Sarah Connor and was about to go back to the future, the phone fucking rings, the answering machine picks up, and Sarah literally says to her roommate, who should recognize her voice no matter what, Ginger, it's Sarah. No, I play bullshit. I call bullshit (laughs) because this man, this in 1984, they did not have noise canceling headphones. It's no way she didn't hear this nigga getting fucking power slammed <laughs> through a mirror fucking house like his Mick Foley going through hell in the cell and don't see it until she comes crashing through the door. Right. She just pouring milk and making sandwiches and bad dancing. I don't believe it. And Sarah's like, Ginger, this is Sarah. Uh, there's a guy following me. I'm at this address. I'm scared. I'm going to stay here until you get here. And Arnold is the only person who hears the whole thing. Like, who would have thought? So That was actually realistic, though. No, it wasn't. You no, would do wasn't. that if you were in that situation. If I'm calling home to talk to Nisha and Nisha picks up the phone, I'm not going to say, hey, baby, it's Derek. No, you're not going to say that. Because she knows my voice. The phones weren't as clear back then. It was crystal it just sound clear. like any nigga. It was crystal clear. Don't leave. This is Sarah. Sarah Connor. And he yeah. then looks down at the picture because somehow she has a picture where her name, her ID, she left her ID at home. So he looks at her ID and sees that Sarah Connor is not Ginger. And so he yeah, just steps over her like, my bad. He's a sophisticated cyborg. Mm-hmm. And so she finally gets through. Sarah finally gets through to the police and they tell her that she's safe as long as she's in a visible space. So don't leave. Arnold, however, don't give a fuck about visible spaces and literally shows up 22 seconds later. And we got to talk about these time parallels because there's no way 
that these two things should be happening no, right in the joke. same time. No, because she's on the phone. Well, yeah, she said I finally got through. So there might have been. She probably called as soon as she got there. And then it was a time jump to when Arnold got, when the Terminator got to the club. No, you're going to call him Arnold. His mama called him Arnold. Sarah's sitting at the table when she looks up and sees Kyle and the Kyle and Kyle sees Arnold and Arnold sees Sarah and Arnold pulls out a Uzi and sprays the area like Tasty Taste would have wanted him to. <laughs> like who? Tasty Taste from Fear of a Black Hat. Oh, yeah. I don't remember and the niggas' names. I'm ashamed. I'm so sad. So sad! Um... And he, while he's spraying the area, he hits a woman who lands on Sarah. And Sarah's about to die, but the other guy shoots Arnold with a shotgun and tells Sarah, come with me if you want to live. That's what a shotgun is used for. Heavy artillery. Take down something big, like a fucking deer or a moose or something like that. That's what Tasty Taste said. This gun right here is for a few motherfuckers. This gun right here is for a few more motherfuckers. And this one right here is for big motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And Arnold's a big motherfucker. I Made agree. out of like 600 tons of metal. That shotgun should not have taken him off his feet. He, she, he shot him a couple times. And so the cops see Reese and Arnold hit Sarah with their car because they get into a car, into a truck. Um, or into their car and run Arnold over. The cop sees uh, Arnold get run over, so he calls in a hit-and-run felony, and then Arnold kills the cop, so I guess you could add murder to that list, too. (laughs) I'm sorry. I laughed all the way through this movie. Reese, who will later say that he's loved Sarah his whole life, turns to Sarah and tells her, essentially, don't do shit unless I tell you to. Mm -hmm. And she's like, please don't hurt me. And he tells her that she's been targeted for termination, that a cybernetic organism has been tasked to kill her. He tells her that he's from the future and that the Terminator can't be bargained with or reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or fear, and it won't stop until she's dead. He says that he doesn't know if he could stop it with his weapons. And initially, I was like, then why didn't you bring something back with you? But he explained that later on. He tells her about the nuclear war that happens a few years from then and how everything is just gone. But defense network systems who are trusted to run everything established AI and saw all people as a threat. And then they decided to exterminate everyone. But there was one man who taught everyone how to fight. And that man is John Connor. And John Connor is her unborn son. We'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From the Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always always have fun with it oh, i'm sure i'll say something dumb subscribe to the infectious groove podcast part of the odd pods media network <clears throat> hear ye hear ye the dishonorable widow abigail will now speak attention all weirdos losers rednecks white trash aliens outcasts outliers sluts whores gangsters thugs poors and anyone else who the world and society don't care about 
I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it that you always talk all the time? I can't understand I why. This, this, is voice. this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just... Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. Have you ever uh, heard of the Nuzzle House podcast? Nah, probably not. Which is why I've decided to stand here in the middle of this cow pasture holding this creepy music box because they were the uh, only sound effects I could find on the internet to tell you about it. Let me, a divorced man recording in my basement, read you tales you were uh, never going to read yourself anyway. Join the one-man book club and steal my opinion so you too can sound like you have a unique opinion on literature. You can find my podcast at NuzzleHouse.com or look for NuzzleHouse on your podcast app of choice. Uh, beautiful, aren't they? Arnold uh, hears the Arnold takes the cops cop car. And so he hears when other cop cars catch up with their vehicle. And so he joins the cop, the uh, car chase and um, they fight him off and he runs into a wall like his car crashed into a wall and he literally goes out the windshield. It just so happens that a bunch of cops were following him. And so they saw uh, Sarah and Kyle uh, cause a, alleged cop to crash into a wall and what they would think die so they arrested him or, or picked them both up no this is fucking bullshit because they walk over there and they see nobody's in the fucking car and that's exactly what i was about to say um when they get to the police car it's empty and so they have no proof that anything happened so it should be nobody no case or you listen to their fucking story that a fucking cyborg was driving the goddamn car yeah, they listened to it. They took Sarah and Reese to the police department and they took Reese straight to the criminal psychiatrist or psychologist. Uh, meanwhile, Arnold's fixing himself back up after being shot with a shotgun and Reese is in with the criminal psychologist who doesn't believe anything he's saying. Me personally, I think that if Reese, who's a white guy, had just calmed down and used his words instead of acting like a hulking monster... They would have treated him with more respect. But because he wanted to act all aggressive and act all crazy, the cops feared for their life and they really should have shot him. I mean, it was an urgent situation. I mean, the overacting plus the admission that nobody else can come through or can come through or go back through the portal that he and Arnold came from. That's not a good look to say to a psychologist. That psychologist was very insensitive. He was, but so he's a cop. I wouldn't I wouldn't go see him. He's a cop. You don't have a choice. He's a cop. No, you don't know if he's a cop. He works for the department. He works in He's a criminal psychologist. He's a cop. 
He's he works for the department. They're all cops. If you're in that building, you're a cop. If you're a secretary working at the front desk, you're a cop. Which is why that dude sitting at the front desk when Arnold came in and was like, "Yo, okay. Sarah's my friend. Where's she at?" Okay, Bernie bro. I hate him too. You're Bernie bro now. Don't do that. Cop. So cop. How do you spell pig? You clean the floors cop. in the police office. You're a fucking cop. Mm-hmm. Arnold pulled his eyeball out in the next scene in a horrible special effects mode. Like they literally changed this dude's whole facial structure to show him pulling his eyeball out. And then he puts on his sunglasses and turns back. That was pretty good for 1984. You did. Yeah. What else in 1984 is better than that? They showed us a full front of his face with half with his eye out and it looked legitimate. It looked like somebody. It didn't look like Arnold. It looked legitimate. We're not talking about legitimacy. We're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and how to do after Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a Shinigami from Death Note. I know. I don't know what you're talking about. What? You've never seen De- you've never seen Death Note? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. The cartoon, I mean, the movie sucks, but the cartoon is greatness. The doctor refused to believe Reese. They act like there isn't a fucking serial killer out there taking out Sarah's and shit. And the cops think that Reese is a loon. And when she's like, dude, he crashed through the windshield and didn't get hurt. And we shot him with a shotgun and he got back up like nothing happened. They were like, yeah, he's on PCP, which is why he probably didn't feel anything. And he's got body armor. Look, here's body armor. Feel this is body armor. You see that? He was probably wearing this, which is why when you shot him with a shotgun, he got back up. Did you tell him you shot him with the shotgun a million times and he kept getting up? No, because look what they did to Reese. So then they tell Sarah to just go to sleep. <laughs> They're like, there's 30 cops in the building, so you'll be perfectly safe. Then the doctor got lucky and literally walked out as Arnold walked in. Uh, he said that he's a friend of Sarah and he needs to see her. And the front desk clerk, who's a cop. Secretary. He, He's literally wearing a uniform. So everybody in the hospital wears a nursing uniform. Are they nurses and doctors? Janitors don't wear nurses uniforms. Mm, the cooks do. Like a lot of people wear that. Cooks do not wear nurse uniforms. Sometimes they do. A lot of people wear nurse uniforms in the hospital. Oh, yeah. My wife said they wear scrubs. Huh. Yes. Interesting. So they, so they all nurses and doctors because they got the uniform on? So anyway... Um, Arnold looks at the dude who's like, hey, she's being questioned. Just sit on the bench, wait for her to get done. Arnold looks at him and says, I'll be back. And walks out of the police department. This nigga comes back in a car and drives it through the front window and into the front desk clerk. And now there's 29 cops left. <laughs> and Arnold has a Uzi and a shotgun. So those numbers are rapidly dwindling. <laughs> He kills the power and then he kills every cop in the building. But Sarah and Reese escape. The sergeant comes out with an AK and gets clipped. His right hand sees him get shot with an AK and get clipped. And so he comes out with another AK and gets blasted with a shotgun. Also, we saw the, the police chief. He was still alive. Mm-hmm. But they just pretend like he was dead. Like we never go back to that nigga. 
Man, I'll play dead too. I'll be like, don't even shine the camera on me. I want him coming back. I would hope I'm, you know what I really do want to do. I'm looking forward to seeing part two to see how many of these people are in part two. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time since it came out. It wouldn't that come out ninety one or something. Ninety one, like I think. We'll see next week. So Sarah and Reese drive out of town and try and go off the red or off the grid. Sorry, Sarah's freezing, so Reese cuddles with her and tells her that his first name is Kyle. Uh, he got shot, so she patches him up, and he tells her that he admires John Connor and that she's a legend to him. So he went back in time to meet her. She says that she isn't organized and that she can't even balance her checkbook. So she doesn't want to be the mother of the revolution. Mm. And he gives her a speech that John made him memorize, but I, I didn't memorize it because it was bullshit. Basically, it's that the future is what you make. It. She asks him to tell her about where he's from, and he tells her that they have to stay inside during the day, but that they can come out at night. Just like us, climate control, motherfuckers. Um, but the hunter killers out there use infrared to see everyone, so it doesn't really matter. And then they show a flashback, but because it's in the future, is it a future forward? Anyhow, of Reese in the war, he goes into his alcove and pulls out a picture of Sarah and stares at her with Google eyes. And it looks like she does in 1984. The question was, how does John have that picture to give to him? But before we can think about that, a Terminator gets into the alcove with a 50 cal machine gun and terminates people. And even though it's in the future, they're still trying to kill this machine with a machine gun and ain't but one person popping off with a laser. He's telling the cops that in the future, I have the weapons to take him down. They ain't. They ain't got shit. So they can take some. They could take this version down because he's not the top of the line. Yeah, he's not a T-100. He's a T-20. He's a T-I-20. All he could do is play Tetris. I really want to know, because I haven't seen this movie in a long time, how they explain Arnold's face coming back in the next one. We going to see. Because I don't remember, and I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And so when Arnold's face got melted off, I said, okay, how the fuck are they going to explain this for these next ones? <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Sarah falls asleep in Kyle's arms and awakens and says she was dreaming about dogs. And Kyle tells her that that's what they use to spot Terminators as dogs. And she says that his world is pretty terrifying. And that's what makes it terrifying, Karen. I mean, Sarah. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. This one eye. Te- but then we they show the one eyed Terminator face again. It looks like a Halloween mask, Brandon. It's like really bad. Um. Sarah thinks that she's talking to her mom and gives her the telephone number to where she is, but it's Arnold using his voice changer and he uses it to call over to the hotel and track her location. And then we see that they're in a hotel together and Kyle's teaching Sarah how to make a pipe bomb. Then he gives her the pipe and it's bomb. What? So there's a montage of them, sweaty, him, Dirty because a toothbrush didn't travel to the past with them. <laughs> Filthy, dirty, nasty. Their, bu- their bodies nude and molded. Their hands clenched together on the bed, his on the back of hers. And they repeat the same frames like six times, and then she's pregnant. They just had some passionate sex. Yeah. Dirty ass, molded, no toothbrush having sex. What? But Why this, he... this is where the paradox is. How can John exist if Kyle was sent from the future to the past to impregnate he was Sarah? Sent to the past. But 
how if he sent from the future to the past to impregnate Sarah and he didn't exist into the future, how was John there to send him to the past? Because he was always sent to the past. No, there was yes. no one to send him to the past. No, he was always John sent to the, wasn't born. He was that's always, a paradox. No, it's not a paradox. He's the timeline repeats itself with John. It doesn't have to be there. And just this time, it's just after the first time, it's because of John. But the first time someone else sends him, he comes back, he creates John, and then John leads him. He's always sent to the past. And then ever since then, it's, it's wait. They said itself. that part. Did loop, someone loop. else send him back to the past the first no, time? That's how the time. That's how this version wait, they, of time no, travel. No, they said works. that. They they said that though, because they said everything else. They laid out every other aspect no, of this. That's how this version of time travel works. Look, I understand and I appreciate you filling in the plot holes because we fill in plot no, holes all the time the on this hole. movie. It's but not the plot hole. It's that's that's a pretty big plot hole. No, that's how this version of time travel works. <laughs> There's many different versions, like in Marvel movies, they have the branch timeline theory. Mm -hmm. Like there's different theories of time travel. This version of time travel means he's always so been sent back. What you're telling me is that someone else sent Kyle back and said, knock up Sarah, so then John can come back. Yes. But then how could Kyle go back to the future when he just told them that he once doesn't he gets go back there, to the no future. It's a loop. It's a loop. It loops. Time is so, a loop. So Kyle keeps coming back and dying over and over again. On yes. That. No. Yes. No. I'm not going for that. You got to read these books. You, oh, know, you read way more books than me. You should be reading some sci-fi, some Kurt Vonnegut shit. I, uh, no. Maybe. Maybe I might, but it ain't going to be the Terminator. Then they're trying to escape from Arnold, who's discovered when the dog barks and they take off in the truck and he's on a motorcycle. Um, the truck crashes and the motorcycle crashes and Kyle is down. He's like this. He's out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This shit is funny. And so Arnold's bad special effects uh, hops into a tanker truck and barrels towards them and they get out just in time and um they're running down the street as he bears down on them but then uh kyle falls like a white chick in a scary movie but he gets up in time to do the uh banana in the gas tank thingy you know that trick but is this before or after he was throwing those pipe bombs and missing? This was before. Okay. Before. And so um, he sticks the pipe bomb into the tailpipe and it goes all splody, which is, you know, dope. Whatever. And um, hold on one second. Uh, Sarah's dumb because the pipe bomb's taking a super long time to detonate, and so she's running in slow motion, and the truck is going in fast motion, and the truck gets to Sarah, but right before it takes her out, the truck explodes. Um, and then we hear Sarah, uh, we see Sarah rather walking towards Kyle, 
who she had just had sex with like that night, like a few moments before, and now is fully in love with, I guess. And so this happens. Uh, she's walking towards the fire and she can't see Kyle and this occurs. the ground on their knees and they're hugging each other and she's like we did it kyle we got him i, th- I would have thought i got him too yeah but you wouldn't have fallen to your knees and said kyle we did it kyle high five we got him kyle but they forget that that arnold ain't worried about no goddamn fire because he's a motherfucking cyborg and so his skin just melts off and he gets up in his robot birthday suit and why was he so much taller as a robot because he's on his tippy toes (laughs) and he keeps coming towards both of them and they run and kyle falls and at first she's all like no kyle but then she sees that that isn't working so she switched to on your feet soldier this is my thing I, and maybe i just don't remember these movies but i i thought i remember sarah connor being like a fucking badass she is a fucking badass in part two because he taught yeah, her how th- to make pipe bombs that's and then he remember. gave her the pipe and it was in, bomb in this film she's so fucking like i i just i guess i hadn't seen terminator in so long that i forgot yeah exactly from every movie this point forward sarah connor's an absolute beast but in this movie kyle we did it, Kyle. We made it to Rock Candy Mountain, Charlie. Come on, you gotta know about Charlie the Unicorn, Brandon. So not. So um Kyle stops on the top of a uh, stairway, they run into a factory. All of the Terminator movies seem to end in a factory. (laughs) And so they run into a factory and Kyle stops to fight this Terminator. But the only thing he has to fight him with is a steel pipe. So the Terminator's made out of steel already. I don't think these two things are going to work. And so he's hitting the Terminator with steel pipe over and over again. And then you realize this isn't the pipe I should be using. So he pulls out a pipe bomb and uh, stuffs it into his chassis. And that works, but it also kills Kyle to death. And Sarah gets shrapnel in her leg, but she pulls it out because she's a G. And she's crying over Kyle. Oh, Kyle. When the robot starts moving again, because even though it only has one arm left and no lower body, by God, it'll gum a nigga to death. You just watch me. (laughs) That thing's moving in slow motion. And it's moving, though. And Sarah's moving because she's really motivated to get away. And they're crawling through a processing tunnel. And she closes the gate at the end of the tunnel. And she turns on the crusher and squishes the robot and tells it, you're terminated, fucker. She outsmarted him. I like that. It's a robot, dude. So, robots are smart. Are they? I want to. Uh, yeah. What's the robot from that commercial? 
that they always show in the commercial that did Jeopardy? The robot that did Jeopardy? Yeah, it was a, it was a you, you know what I'm talking about. The robot from the commercial, Watson. Watson? Yeah, Watson. I have no idea who Watson is, sir. Watson is the brilliant robot. Is that an IBM robot? Yes. Irritable bowel movement? Haha, <laughs> you walked into that one. Watson. Oh, that's IBS. Never mind. I'm 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 ashamed. But Irritable yes. Bowel syndrome. And so uh there's a reason why your terminator fucker didn't become a catchphrase, and that's mostly because it's fucking dumb. And the cops is always in all these 80s movies shows up after everything's already happened. And no one goes and looks at the crushed ass robot to notice she wasn't laughing or wasn't lying. Does Arno say I'll be back in every movie? He does. Okay. And she whispers, Kyle, as they put her into the ambulance. I wonder if the people there walked in and saw that fucking robot there. And That's said, what I was oh, saying. Maybe she's telling the truth. Uh, there's a robot. Who would have fucking known? Because, you know, otherwise we have no explanation of who walked in and killed everybody in the police department, except for that one uh, chief who keeps muttering about Arnold's dingling. Also, why did they put a penis on a cyborg? That's a good I guess because they need him to pass his reel. They... But, you know... So... So in Child's Play part like four, they must have put a penis on Chucky because he gets somebody pregnant. And these are the things that keep me up at night. I've never seen any of those movies except the one with Jennifer Tilly. That's the the bride of Chucky. So the next one is where he knocks her up. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because Jennifer Tilly becomes a Chucky doll too. And then they have Chucky sex. Uh, and then she's in the future a bit more Sarah is and she has a dog and she's recording her memoirs in a jeep in Mexico and she asked John if she should tell him about his father and she um, says literally Brandon if you don't send him you'll never be and that could drive a person crazy but I got time today cuz so exactly because it always happens this don't make no sense Brandon you don't rate you got to rate the time travel. This is the time travel paradox. It's the grandfather paradox. That's what this is. Oh, so the one about this, if I kill somebody's grandfather? Yes, that's what that, this is. That's why that's why Don Cheadle was the only sane person in Endgame or yeah, in Endgame who was like, "Hey, why don't we just go back and just Thanos?" Grandfather paradox. Take out Thanos and Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> but that's not all the views. Uh, that's not all of them. So in in Marvel, that wouldn't work because they don't use the grandfather paradox version of time travel. They use branch timelines. So but they didn't use the branch timelines until Loki. No, they've always used branch timelines. Remember in Endgame when the ancient one is on the roof and she's showing the Hulk right, the timeline and she right. hits this like a Chris new timeline. Yeah. That's their that's their version of time travel there. So when you go back and do that, you don't stop the, your timeline still happens how it is. You know what? You go in, back and do that, it creates a new one. In somebody's timeline, the ancient one is Asian. 
Yeah, someone's. Not a bald-headed white woman. But, you know, I understand why they did that. Why? Because the ancient one... <laughs> was an Asian man. And no, instead of it? just going to the other side of the fence and making it an Asian woman, they were just like, let's make it into a white woman. Fuck it. Because it was a racist trope. And mm-hmm. they were they didn't want to go down that road. They were scared to go down that road. And we see why in the way that they're talking to, oh, yeah, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is just an experiment. Well, that doesn't have nothing to do with Marvel. That's what the fucking that's what the fucking CEO of Disney said. Disney is Marvel. Mm, they own Marvel. Yeah. It's not the same thing. So um she is sitting in the gas station, uh reading how to talk Spanish to somebody when a kid comes up and takes her picture and it's the picture that Kyle carried with him into the future. And then she says that a storm is coming in and that's the end of the movie. Chung, chung, chung. Sarah Connor was the MVP of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone's the MVP of the movie. It was kind of just a, a race Origin to story. the end. Yes. It was kind of a race to an end. Uh, I thought Arnold played a robot good. He was believable. They didn't give him a lot of lines. Because he's a robot. He talks a lot in the second one. Talks I think a he's whole a different, hell of a lot. I think he's in, like, a different part, robot. Talks a whole hell of a lot in Dark Fate. Yeah, but this this robot, he's the, the beginner robot. Yeah, so he's not as advanced. Yeah. So when he has he, one he mission. Comes, kill. When he comes back, he's a T-800. He comes back to kill. Yeah, he comes back in part two, which we'll be discussing next week. And he's a T-800. But he's still getting mollywhopped by the T-1000. What I want to find out, because I don't remember, is how he turned into a good guy. That's yeah, the part I don't that I don't that either. So I want to check that out. But this is Brandon's month. We're doing Terminator, Terminator 2 movies. is the one that they made the ride at Universal Studios. Yes. Terminator 2 is the good one. They made the video games out of it. And everything happened because of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The only bad thing that came out of Terminator 2 was Edward Furlong. I don't remember him. That was fucking John Connor. Oh. (laughs) Joe Morton's in Terminator 2. Yes, he is. Papa Pope, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So that's going to be next week. Um, Yeah. Brandon, you got anything? No. Did you watch Free Guy? I did. I did. We'll talk about that on my show. Ooh, I did. I watched Free Guy. Uh, We're supposed to go see Respect eventually. But Free Guy was, I, I, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Free Guy. Yeah. Y'all can check us out on Twitter. Brandon's on there at that cool black nerd. That's BLK. I'm on there at Rashani. The show is Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. Uh, you can send us an email at uh, hindsightmoodreviews at gmail.com. Again, R-E-V-U-E-S. Um, you can become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can help us buy books and movies by going to buy me a coffee slash SSCast. And if you're on Good Pods, you can go ahead and just tip us. Uh, put something into the tip jar. Again, everything that y'all give us goes towards books and movies because there's no fucking way listen to me when i say that 
no fucking way that I'm paying for Terminator 3. There's we already none. discussed this. We will not. I will not pay for Terminator 3. We will just have to guess. We this already discussed I, this. This Terminator is what I think 3 happened. is on HBO Max. We already discussed this. That means I'm paying for HBO Max. So no, somebody else pay me for it. Y'all want to see me suffer? I mm, fine. I'll watch it on HBO Max, Brandon. It's that bad. It's got sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. So anyway, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate y'all. Um, Terminator 4 has got fucking 27%. Maybe that's the one you want to be complaining about. I'm complaining about everything past two, good sir. Until they get to those last two movies, the first two were good. The middle two were trash. The last two were acceptable. Actually, you know what? Part three is the one with the lady Terminator. Yeah, I stand by what I said. It's not her fault, though. She did what she could. You'll see. Say, give my love to the princesses. You'll see. Thanks for checking us out, y'all. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.